Listener. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Features Editor at Broadsheet, and I host this short guide to Sydney. Today we're talking about specialty store Simply Native. It's stocked with hundreds of items from Japan, from ornate sake cups to adorable matcha starter sets. Broadsheet contributor Callum McDermott will tell us about Simply Native's latest move and a bit about the store owner's history and connections. Before that, Broadsheet Sydney food and drink editor Grace McKenzie has the lowdown on the all-new Rico's Tacos. The diner has up sticks from Chippendale and it's moved into the Norfolk Hotel. The new location means new additions to the menu too, including barbecued chicken, ice cream sandwiches and cocktails designed by the Maybe Sammy group. When Toby Wilson, owner of Rico's Tacos, announced the Chippendale Diner was closing, we all rushed in to make sure that we tried his lockdown famous creation, the pancakes with chorizo syrup and the salty hash browns, just in case he wasn't going to be opening up another store. But he did reassure us that Rico's wasn't gone for good. He was just moving location and not really that far away. It's going to the Norfolk Hotel on Cleveland Street. So we, I've been watching the Instagram closely for updates. There's a lot of yellow paint and the Rico's murals of Mexican food and iconography. They're definitely going to be there, but I'd love to know more. So Broadsheet Sydney's food and drink editor, Grace McKenzie. Hi, you know a little bit more about this. Can you tell us who owns Cleveland Street's pub, the Norfolk Hotel, and what are they doing to bring Rico's in? The Norfolk is owned by the public group, which also has the maybe Sammy team in their kind of stable. And they've partnered up with Toby from Rico's to deliver the biggest version of Rico's that we've seen. Almost double, really, because it's going to be spread over two different levels. It's the entire ground floor of the Norfolk, except for that tiny little space that Lassalu is in, um, and then the upstairs space. So, I mean, compared to the Chippendale location, it would be like four or five times the size, I'm sure. You spoke with Toby about what they're going to do with Rico's. So can you tell us, will there be a different menu from upstairs and downstairs? Can we expect what we had at the Chippendale Diner? Is there anything new? Yeah, so upstairs and downstairs has the same menu. Something that was at the Chippendale location, there was like a separate luncheon dinner menu. It's just going to be one menu for all the time that they're open with the addition of like some bigger share plates at the Chippendale location. It was mostly just like singular tacos and tostadas. Yeah, and then on Sundays, they're going to do big carne asada barbecues in the garden out the back. I'm really excited for that, that idea of like a barbecue chuck probably, but in this really cool Mexican way and especially the way that Toby treats that particular cuisine. So Club Rico's is what they've called the upstairs part and they're going to deck it out like it's a 1960s Mexican sports bar. Do we know anything else about what the vibe will be like upstairs? I went upstairs to have a look actually last week and they hadn't finished anything yet, but there's Lots of like low lounges. Um, the lighting is going to be like very moody. Looks like it's going to be great. Public Hospitality Group has been snapping up lots of venues and also kind of recruiting a lot more talent. Who else are they working with at the moment and what's coming that we should keep an eye out for? Yeah, so they've got um, Clayton Wells as the creative culinary director of the entire group, which is a huge get. And in they're opening their first Melbourne location Putanesca with Guy Grossi. 
There's so much in the works. Well, I'm very excited about Rico's Tacos. It opens at the Norfolk at the end of September. So see you there, Grace. See you there. Simply Native is a store filled with hundreds of Japanese homewares and gifts. And it's moved from its Cleveland Street location to a new spacious shop, which is kind of near Hotel Harry's. It's a place where you can buy ceramics, chef's knives, hard to find condiments imported from Japan. And its new space has room for tea ceremonies and workshops as well. Broadsheets Callum McDermott visited the store and interviewed its owner. Hey, Cal. Hey. I'd love for you to tell me a bit about what this store smells like when you enter it. Yeah, well, a few months ago, I decided to become the sort of guy that burns incense. I thought it'd be a nice addition to my personality. So I um, started doing some research on incense and um, found Simply Native. So I headed in and yeah, it smells sensational. Uh, Pretty much any aroma that you might associate with Japan, you're sort of hit with almost instantly, whether that's Hinoki Cypress or tatami mats. It's um, really quite enveloping, not in in an aggressive way, in a very pleasant way. I know that it smelled particularly good because that's how you opened your story for Broadsheet, which is why I asked you that question. What does the new location look like? So it's quite small, but it's also relatively tall. You... um, you go in through the shop front and immediately you sort of see this central table upon which all of these Japanese small goods, whether it's candy, lollies, candles, little trinkets. Um, and then the biggest part of the room is kind of a raised section of tatami mats and you have to take off your shoes before you walk onto it and browse most of the shop's collection of homewares and other goods. And why is that? Well, um, I presume it's the respectful thing to do in Japan, hence the booming slipper trade they do there. It feels like a really beautiful ritual to do if you're going to go and handle some some goods that have been handmade or are really rare or just generally have been imported from uh, unique suppliers in Japan. What can you tell us about the owner and her relationship with the people that she's working with to procure these goods? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Yukino Matsumoto is the owner and she's from a small island in Japan called Amami Oshima. And it's sort of part of this archipelago that's very far to the south of Japan, sort of midway from the main Japanese islands and Taiwan. And, um, one of the specialties of the island is kimono making traditionally. Um, and her father was a kimono maker. He's now a kimono repairer. Basically, she was groomed to enter the family trade, but when the Japanese miracle ended and the Japanese economic bubble burst in the late 80s and early 90s, there was a big shift across Japan of parents and artisans and craftspeople encouraging their children to move to the cities rather than taking up the family trade. So instead of taking up kimono making, Yukino moved to Tokyo and started working for the Japanese version of the Ministry for the Economy and Tourism. In doing that, she was able to connect with all sorts of different 
local makers and artisans from across Japan, and she was in charge of taking those and finding an international market for them. Along the way, she noticed that there was a particular market for these kinds of things in Australia, of all places, that was especially strong. So when fate took her to Sydney with her husband in 2016, she decided to use all all the connections she made when she was working for the Japanese government and sort of connect all of these artisans, some of whom can barely send an email, um, they're that old, uh, with the sort of lucrative Australian market. So she's been running Simply Native since 2016 and now this new store has all of these different items, hundreds, I think she said, maybe 500, and some of them are from like the oldest manufacturers, like you mentioned, in Japan, and some of them are trinkets that you might... that you might just buy because you're having a delightful time in the store. What were the items that you were most drawn to when you visited this new location? Well, she let me taste some sea salt from her home island of Amami and it was um, completely unlike any other salt I'd ever tasted. Um, Insofar as salt can have terroir, um, it did. It was insane. Um, She gave me some soba noodles from Kyoto's oldest sober restaurant was opened in, I think, something like the early 18th century, um, which is 300 years or something crazy. Um, And then also I took home plenty of incense from Japan's oldest incense manufacturer. And um, Simply Native is the only stockist of this stuff, which has been around since the 1500s in Australia, to my knowledge. And um, it's really unlike any other incense as a recent incense convert that I've burned before. It's really strong and it actually makes your place smell fantastic kind of all day without you even having to burn it. Did you cook the soba noodles already? Yeah, yeah. And what did they taste like? Oh, they were fantastic. Yeah, just like really good soba noodles. (laughs) (laughs) So the upstairs space, you mentioned in in your story that it will be used for a number of different things, maybe tea ceremonies, maybe workshops. Can you expand on that? Yeah, absolutely. So the upstairs space is currently used for all sorts of workshops from sake tastings to traditional tea ceremonies because Yukino is um, a tea ceremony master. She's working with a friend to open an actual Japanese tea house in the upstairs area that will be open to the general public and serving teas and that will come through in the next few months. And, um, yeah, the rest of the space is given over to wholesale options for interior designers to come in and browse. It's a beautiful store. Did you buy anything when you were visiting? Aside from incense, uh, I didn't really. But if I had unlimited funds, you might see me getting stuck into the ceramics lineup. Um, some of Sydney's top omakase restaurants, including, I think, um, Yoshi's at Nobu uh, use the ceramics at Simply Native. So I'd be in good company if I had the um, disposable income. They sound wonderful. And I'm going to go in and have a browse myself. Simply Native is at 1 148 Goulburn Street in Surrey Hills. Thanks for coming in, Kat. Thank you. And that's all we have time for today. As always, you can keep up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram.
listener production.